because we like comic books. And if you it's don't super like, sweet. If you don't like comic books, that's okay too. But we like <laughs> to talk about stuff. Don't judge us, please. This is episode number five. The Ooh. real at number five. We're a whole hand. That's right. So let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Something Gate. All right, Steve, what's new for you this week, man? Talk oh. to you about the good things, bad things, not good things, not bad things. Man, uh, it's it's been pretty neutral. Uh, not too much going on in uh, in my world. Haven't heard anything back about the job I interviewed for. So, gotcha. still uh, still plugging away out in out in Merrillville for now. There you go. Um, I would like uh, to take a moment to uh, offer my condolences to the family and friends of Minnie Minoso, uh, White Sox legend. Uh, passed away this week, so uh, that uh, was definitely a bummer. And watching the uh, tributes and stuff to him on Comcast got me choked up a little bit. Let's go ahead and give a uh, moment of silence in Minnesota. Okay. He will be missed. Yes, he will. What else you got going, man? Uh, other than that, man, it's uh, same old, same old. Yeah, understandable. It's been a uh, been a very busy week for me. Had a lot of stuff going on at work. Things are. Uh, I'm gonna have a next. I'm gonna have a very busy next couple weeks, but it's gonna be real good. Um, I get spring break off next week, so I don't have classes next week. So I actually get you know a couple days off to not have to worry about school. Are you gonna go to Florida for spring break? I am never stepping foot in that godforsaken. I got some great news this week about Florida. My parents decided to sell my grandfather's home in Florida, so I don't ever have to go there. <laughs> Well, Jared, what if you ever go on the rock boat? It departs from Florida. I will depart from Atlanta. But that the, doesn't help you when the boat's in Miami. <laughs> then I'll have to fly in to Miami and then get on a boat immediately. I mean, it is what it is. That is actually possible. I would love to go on the rock boat. That's one of the things I really like to oh, do sometimes. I can assure you it's amazing. So a couple big things have happened since the last time we recorded. I know... Uh, Maybe a little bit behind the curve on a recording. I think we're uh, still on about the uh, the pace of about a show a week or a week and a half or so, which is pretty good. But uh, a couple things happened the past couple weeks, uh, the past week or so. We uh, there's been a lot of movement going on in uh, in the NFL. There's been some basketball injuries that have been terrifying to me. But uh, one of the big things that has gone on has been the uh, 2015 Oscars. Okay, right. Yeah, I believe that happened uh, the night we recorded Brzezicki Gate. Yep. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause here for one second, Steve, so I go help Connor. Yep. Put this on pause. All right, back to what we were talking about here. Hooray! Hooray! So we had the Oscars happen. I believe we recorded on the Oscar day. We did. Didn't we? For Brzezicki Gate. Correct. So Steve, kind of want to go over these, see if you have any beefs with uh with the choices. Uh, best picture. Do you remember who won? I believe it was Birdman, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Do you have any beef with that winning? I mean, that went up against American Sniper, Grand Budapest Hotel, Theory of Everything. Um, I did not see any of those, so I really can't. Uh, I really can't argue it. Gotcha. I uh, I was kind of happy with Birdman winning. I th- 
from what I had read on items, it seemed like it worked out very, very well for uh, for Michael the technicality. Oh. Like, I mean, American Sniper seemed like a very hoorah kind of movie. Like, like everybody, you know, you know, America, you know, versus it actually being a really, really, really good movie. But it, everybody that I've heard that has seen it said it's been a very good movie. So, like, I still want to see it really bad. Okay, that sounds legit. Funny. Actor. Funny thing about uh, while we're on the topic of Birdman, uh, is he he happened to win that, and then uh, RoboCop uh, came up on Netflix, and uh, he's uh, he's the bad guy in RoboCop. Oh God, that's right, isn't he? <laughs> so I thought that was pretty. That awesome. is awesome. I forgot about that. How, did you like the new RoboCop? I did I actually, uh, because when um, slightly before it came on uh, on Netflix, the first three RoboCops are on there, and okay. I decided to take a trip down memory lane and rewatch those. And nice, wow, eighties movies! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I did enjoy the new RoboCop. Um, with the competition that it has, uh, you know, it's no John Wick, but uh, definitely an enjoyable, especially oh, if you like sci-fi movies. John Wick is such a good movie. <laughs> I know we've talked about it before. It's amazing. Yes, we have. See, actor in a leading role, Eddie Redmayne winning for Theory of Everything against Steve Carell, Bradley Cooper, Benedict Cumberbatch, Michael Keaton. Any issue with that? Uh, nope. Me either. Julianne Moore winning for Still Alice against Reese Witherspoon, Felicity Jones, Marion Cotillard, and Rosamund Pike. I'm... All about Julianne Moore. Really? Oh, I love me some Julianne Moore. Yeah, she's never really hit my wheelhouse, like, oh. at yeah, all. Yeah, ever since The Lost World, man. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She's totally Sarah Harding. Yeah, like, I'm well, like, I'm looking at the pictures that they're showing on the, uh, actually, Oscar.go.com website, and the picture of Felicity Jones is pretty, pretty amazing. Oh, I don't doubt it, but. But, again, it's not Prettiest Girl in a Movie. It's, yeah, it's. Right. <laughs> Best actress. All right. Actor in a supporting role, J.K. Simmons over Robert Duvall, Mark Ruffalo, Ethan Hawke, and Edward Norton. J.K. Simmons is a guy that was in Whiplash. He was also J. Jonah Jameson in the Good Spider-Man movie. Yes, he was. I, I, can't wait to, I can't wait to go over that fact later, the Spider-Man <laughs> stuff, when we get to it. <laughs> I did not realize. And going along the uh, same Spider-Man thing. Emma Stone lost to Patricia Arquette for Boyhood, an actress in a supporting role. Uh, Emma Stone lost out to Laura Dern, Meryl Streep, and Karen Knightley. Any issue? Um, that I mean, I, I love me some Emma Stone. Um, I do, but I, I, I do think I do think that that was a, a correct choice. I do. Here's where I think there may be some contention in the ranks. Like, everything seemed pretty straightforward to me, but I believe that something that probably you and I both have seen is if you get into the animated feature films. Correct. Okay. Um, the nominees were Song of the Sea by Tom Moore and Paul Young, Tale of the Princess Kaguya by Isayo Takahara and Yoshiaka Nishimura, uh, Box Trolls by Anthony Satichi, or, uh, Stachi, Graham Annabelle, Travis Knight, and How to Train Your Dragon 2 by Dean Dubois. Bonnie Arnold, and then you had Big Hero 6 by Don Hall, Chris Williams, and Roy Conley. Um, winner of that was Big Hero 6. Okay. Although, do you believe that there was a movie that should have been mentioned that wasn't mentioned in that contention? Um, that wasn't mentioned in animated... See, there's such a huge... Um a huge gap in the time that, like... Like, I totally didn't 
didn't realize like Grand Budapest was up for so much stuff. Neither did I. I was surprised. I remember seeing it, you know, all the hype for it was last year. So right. um, I'm trying to think of what other animated Jeremy films had came one out beef. in that time. Okay. Jer- Jeremy, when we were talking earlier, brought up one one movie that should have brought, been brought up that wasn't even nominated, and that was Lego Movie. Okay. Um, I did not see the Lego Movie. Um, okay. I, I dodged that bullet. Um, oh, it's a great movie. I don't. I don't think it stood a chance against How to Train Your Dragon. Really? See, and I haven't seen How to Train Your Dragon too. <laughs> oh. So it's. I think it's excellent. Having seen both that and Big Hero Six, I'm really surprised Hero Six won. Really? Because I because I've seen Big Hero Six and I really liked that movie. I, I, I that liked. Movie was awesome. I liked it too, um, especially coming from the whole Marvel Disney crossover right. thing. You know, it, it, it's it's great for it to get recognition, but. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon Two is probably one of the best sequels ever. Really? Yes. Like not even anime, just like straight up. Straight, just straight so up. I need to quit dicking around and see that. You movie. need to watch that. Yeah, I mean, it's, Claire, it's spectacular. He's sleeping. Sorry, yeah. I, I almost, I almost woke up my wife during her nap time on Woman's Day. I don't want to do this. Nothing. Oh, never mind. When he did. Oh, do we have How to Train Your Dragon Two? She's calling from the other room. Okay. Sorry, didn't mean to wake you up. But yeah, I mean, she might uh, kick my ass. I don't want probably to. Probably is going to happen. Uh, but no, excellent, excellent movie. You know. So, are you? Did you say? Do you feel that How to Train Dragon Two should have won, or are you okay with Big Hero Six winning and Dragon being nominated? Um, I think Dragon should have won. Okay. Um, like I, I straight up think it's a stronger movie. Okay. I can understand that. Um. A lot of the other movies that and stuff that have been, you know, awarded during this were uh, technical technical things. And I really, I don't know enough about the technical side of movie making to really have an educated opinion on. Um, I, I think um, I think Guardians of the Galaxy should have won for best visual effects when you consider the fact that Groot and Rack, uh, Rocket okay. weren't there. Uh, I think that would be far more complex to pull off than the spaceship from Interstellar. Um, true. So true. I, I think that would have been... Uh, I think that was an Yeah, I mean, if you look at this, Interstellar was... I mean, I was kind of surprised to see Interstellar win because, I mean, the, if you look at it, they're up against X-Men Days of Future Past, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Right. It's like... How does the non-pulp comic type movie win? Because it's not a comic the non-pulp movie. comic I honestly, type movie. Yeah. I honestly think there's a huge uh, I think, stigma I think, towards it. I think that yeah, I still I still think that Hollywood has an issue with the comic book movies. Absolutely, despite the fact that they're making well, some of them make money hand over fist, and Absolutely. some of them flop. I think they don't take it seriously as a as an art form in the way that um that that like a like a drama like interstellar absolutely is. did you uh so you were here bud and you watched the thing with me did you enjoy neil patrick harris's um hosting yes and no 
Okay. Um, I thought I'd normally think he does a good job. I thought the the bit with his votes being in the lockbox was a little tiring. A little hokey after after a while. I mean, it's okay if you want to you know call back to it. Everybody just like every commercial break. He's like, oh my god, are my votes safe? And I was like, right, okay, moving along. We understand the fact that people are supposed to be watching this box thing. And then um, he made uh, the joke about. Uh, the guy who's in jail for treason for, uh, you know, releasing the government secrets right after the movie won something. And I was like, I don't know if that's good form. Yeah. But uh, overall, I love the opening number with him and Anna Kendrick and Jack Black. I thought that was well played. I thought Um, that was, that that to me was very, very I thought that was excellent. Um, I didn't see, uh, I didn't see anything, you know, after I left here. But uh, I, I I have no extreme problem with him. I'm not like, oh, he should never host again. But I yeah, I think he's did fine. Right. I I really enjoyed it. Um, for I don't really tend to watch the Oscars to go. Oh my gosh, I have a lot of stock in who's winning or who's losing or anything. But I really go. There's going to be some movies mentioned in this event that I haven't seen. Like, that's going to make me want to go. I see really them. want to see Whiplash. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I really like. I wanted to see Birdman because I love Michael Keaton prior mm. prior to like the prior to the Oscars. But now I like of the movies that I, that were there that were nominated for Best Picture and everything. I wanted to see that movie because I read a, I like half read a review on it in Empire Magazine, uh, which for those people who don't know, it's my favorite uh, magazine of all time because it's not written here in the United States, so it's not owned by any of the companies that there make the go. movies. So when they say that Wolverine Origins sucks balls, you know that Wolverine Origins is going to suck balls. And they actually, you know, was in the review that this movie is terrible. But it's, uh, that's neither here nor there. So when I, I read the th- I read the blurb on Birdman, it's like Michael Keaton plays uh, a former hero, uh, Birdman, who's trying to be relevant in today's world. And I was like, oh, so it's a comic book movie, but not. Nah, it's kind of like the reverse Kickass. And I was like, oh, that'd be kind of interesting to see. I didn't realize that it was he played the character. In the movie world, I didn't realize it was so bad oh, as it was. Oh, I, I thought okay. he was an actual superhero, like oh, trying to come out of retirement. I didn't okay. have any idea what the actual storyline was. See, like, yeah, when I saw the when I saw the uh, the synopsis for that movie, and I was like, oh my god, it's it's a movie about Michael Keaton. Yeah, basically, it's uh, life imitating art, imitating life. Right, which which I I was really big on. Like, so uh, so of these movies, like the ones that I saw, that I was like, oh my god, I really want to see these movies, were. The, were Birdman, uh, Whiplash, and The Theory of Everything, and The Imitation Game. Yeah, and uh, I still want to see American Sniper, too. Uh, that, to me, is just, uh, like, I just don't, like, I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to see it, and I know I will, but I don't put it in my in my wheelhouse of, oh, my God, i got to see it, because it just seems to be, when I see a movie like that, that is extremely, I don't know, I just, you know what, you know what I'm afraid of? I'm afraid of just a political movie. Yeah, but it's you got to remember it's Clint Eastwood though, and as That's much as, as as polarizing a, a figure as he is in his private life, no, you're his right. movies are yeah. do a good job of making you think as opposed to right. And like I said, I know I'm I know I'm going to see this movie. I'm mm-hmm. going to watch it when it comes out. I'm go- I'm going to rent it. I'm going to watch it. But, like, I was excited, like, after watching the Oscars, it made me excited to really, like, the two movies that I really didn't expect to be excited to see 
were the theory of everything in the imitation game. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with that, especially theory of everything. Yeah, um, I, I had no desire to watch a Stephen Hawking movie until I saw that like the way that the actors portrayed the characters, like, and that's why that's why I really like the Oscars. To me, it's like a better version of trailers, <laughs> you know, because you really you really get to see like, hey, this is why this person's nominated. So this is them at the top of their game in this movie. This is why you should see this movie, right? And it's like, you know, a lot of those, you know, they come out after the big, you know, summer movie season. And it's like, you know, what else do you got going on in November and January? <laughs> right. By November and January, I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there looking, waiting for May to see yeah, Avengers. I'm, I'm two, looking up you know? trailers to yeah. be like, what's going to hold me <laughs> yeah, until that time. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great show. You know, some of the, you know, pageantry is a little overdone and, you know, I don't like how they play people off when their speeches run too long, but at the same time, it's like, okay, you don't need to thank your art director and your makeup chair girl for right everything you can say. Thank you. And we appreciate you and the hell off the stage right <laughs> play him off johnny <laughs> like that polish guy was up there for like oh my gosh you know, right? <laughs> they tried to play him off twice the uh kind of going back to what we were talking about neil patrick harris is um i really enjoyed his hosting i think we had a lot of fun watching it yeah but uh he has said that he is probably not going to be doing it again huh at least not year to year and it's like you expect it to be like you know well, God, how long did Billy Crystal do it? You know, I don't know. I don't I know. I mean, I just, I, it was like always him for years and years, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, uh, and NPH goes to say that he's like, hey, look, it's just, it's a lot of freaking work. It's got to be, only, this. yeah. I mean, it's got to be hard to, to keep all that stuff straight. In your yeah, head. he goes, uh, he, he told the I read this article earlier on the Huffington Post, and he goes, uh, it says it's a beast. It was fun to check off the list, but for the amount of time spent, the understandable, opinionated response, I don't know that it's a delightful balance to do every year or even again. Wow. So, and like okay. if you like, for instance, like you just said about the whole like ballot thing, like everybody now in today's day and age, I mean, even over the last ten years, has gotten more and more access to everything and more opinionated on everything, and everybody's opinions are now heard in the mainstream. It's true, because any schlub can put a microphone in front of his face and have a podcast. I don't know what you're talking about, Steve. <laughs> so, like, I could see somebody that's a, that is sensitive, that kind of thing, especially somebody that never, I mean, if you really look at what he's done it was, sure. with, you know, How I Met Your Mother and all that, he never has to work another day in his life, so why would you pick something that somebody's going to tear you down about? Yeah, I mean, it's I guess it's kind of a risk versus reward kind of thing. Right, and I mean, and he's been the host of the Oscar. I mean, of the uh, the Tony Awards and everything, and gotten rave reviews. That I think is more his wheelhouse. Yeah, the Oscars. I loved his. I loved his presenting, but I could understand why he wouldn't want to do it again. Yeah, I mean, that kind of makes me sad because I really enjoyed it, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I, I get it. Yeah, let know? Jack Black do it. It'll be just as good. <laughs> that would be kind of amazing. <laughs> so what's next, man? Oh well, let's do a let's do a quick shout out to uh, you're going to get a disease. Happy birthday, Mr. Pro! Oh, Mr. Nicholas Pro, turning the ripe young age of forty four oh, today. Thought he, thought he was like ninety. 
Yeah, he may be. Yeah. I don't know, he's definitely younger than Luke. <laughs> um, I did get to uh, see a quick preview. I did some production photos for uh, The Odd Couple, which Luke is going to star in. Oh, did you really? Yes. So I got to uh, meet the cast and uh, see them do their thing for a little bit, so that was cool. If you guys like, if anybody listening to this likes live theater and they don't know about it, um, one of the hosts on You're Going to Get a Disease... Luke Pascal is going to be in The Odd Couple playing Felix, if I remember. That is correct. He's playing Felix, and that's the Joliet, Joliet the, uh, Drama. It's going to be uh, Bicentennial Park, yeah. Okay, Bicentennial Park in the uh, Drama Theater Guild right correct. there. Right? I believe so. so. Yeah, um, definitely I'm going to go see it. I love theater. Love going to see in live action theater. It's it's amazing. Yeah, and, um, and Luke is you know Luke is a hilarious. Guy it'll be my first time seeing Luke on stage. I've never I've never seen him on stage. I, I've before. seen him do a couple of things. He is he's great. For as funny as he is in real life, and just talking to him and let alone like yeah. like I'm sure everybody that's listening to this is probably listening to that podcast as well. The guy is as funny in real life as he is being recorded, and if that at all translates to stage, it's going to be yeah. a great time. And Luke is kind of like. Um, I don't know if it's like method acting or character acting or, you know, what kind of acting it is because I was never a fancy theater person. But it's like, you know, Luke is like typecast. Like Luke does a role when he can be Luke. So I think he's going to be great. Even he's just, you know, funny guy and he's got a great sense of timing and delivery. So uh, that it's definitely going to be a good time. I believe it opens in April. I believe you are correct that if from from what I saw. Um, another thing I kind of want to bring up is that uh, if the show comes out prior to uh, the release date, I don't want to put this at the end of the show. I think it's getting closer to the closer to the deadline. I think we should bring it up now. What do you got going on? This week, uh, man, uh, on uh, Tuesday the 10th, we're going to have a fundraiser at Aurelio's to uh, support the Silly Kilts in our St. Baldrick's fundraiser endeavors. And then uh, on the 21st is the actual uh, shaving day. So, uh, you know, myself and you know uh, Jonah from the famous Jonah stories from You're Going to Get a Disease. And, he's... and Das Drunks, the new episode coming out. <laughs> that is correct. The new the show new, coming out new from show coming the out. Disease Network. And uh, he's been, uh, you know, co-hosted a couple of times with uh, with Nick so and uh, and Luke. So uh, come meet uh, Jonah. Come meet me. Uh, have some pizza. Win some raffles. Uh, 10% of all sales from Aurelio's are going to go to uh, support our team and we greatly appreciate that and that's and just to let everybody know that's the entire day so whether it's uh whether you're able to make it out or even if you order a pizza if you're in that area it's where you can order that's all takeout delivery dine-in sales 10 percent are going to this going to this amazing group that are that are doing this so if uh if you're able to do it we are, they would appreciate the support and uh we we appreciate your guys listening and, and supporting that Give us money. Pay them. They're trying to make cancer go away, which is a good thing. Yeah. So if you don't give us donations, you want kids to have cancer. So talking about Lick and, <laughs> lick and Nuke, Nick <laughs> and Luke, <laughs> I have been listening to your late, to your episode when you debuted on You're Going to Get a Disease. I've been listening <laughs> to the uh, Four Inch Killer episode. I believe it's episode 18, episode if I'm correct. Episode 18, correct. Episode 18, the Four Inch Killer. And... um. During that episode, there was a bunch of talk about uh, Ferguson and things like that. Yeah, you had and, to go through uh, Ferguson and Robin Williams, and what was the other thing we talked about on there before we got to the them hazing me, which was oh so much fun. I haven't even gotten to that part yet. Oh wow, I, I, I haven't. <laughs> 
But I got to say, it, it, it was for me, it was fun to listen to that episode and see like the, the very, the very genesis of what we're doing right now. <laughs> like hearing your voice, the, 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 like, cause you're very, you're a very good counterpoint kind of guy. You're very, you're, you're a great bringing it, you know, bringing things in perspective. Let's let, well, here's your idea. Well, what about this? I love that. I do like to argue. <laughs> It's my like seventh most marketable trait. So I gotta say, one, I like the episode. It was a good job. Two, thanks for doing it, and I'm glad it kind of brought us to this. <laughs> Leads me to another issue. I kind of want to talk a little bit because I, I, as I was remembering, it wasn't really from the uh, episode 18, but it was more from the most recent episode I was listening to about Caddyshack that I wanted to bring up a couple things that Nick and Luke and Jonah talked about that I didn't necessarily agree with. They're Jared's calling you out. You're going to get a disease. So friction among the network. I don't have the quoted statements here in front of me, and I'm sure it's going to get me lambasted later for not quoting properly. However, in the most recent episode where they did their one-year anniversary, that really wasn't their one-year anniversary <laughs> because Luke couldn't bother to show up to their one-year anniversary. They decided to do a live commentary on Caddyshack with Jonah. Nice. Luke, Jonah, and Nick, right? And in that commentary, they they discussed a couple issues that I wanted to bring up. One, they said that Dan Aykroyd has never made a funny movie ever. Okay. Then, then I believe one of them said, well, what about Ghostbusters? He said, well, he wasn't really like a lead guy, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but he fucking wrote it. <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> uh, and you know, I know, I know the original idea was his. Yeah. So, so I'm sitting there in my car, and all I'm sitting, and, and all I could remember in my head from from listening to the episode is I, I'm driving along here, and I'm saying, "Dan Aykroyd's never done a funny movie." Because right before that, they were bagging on Chevy Chase, and like how Chevy Chase is like a pariah in in Hollywood, and like he's been horrible to the people of community, which he has been. Hmm. And they said that kind of basically this was Chevy Chase's funniest film. That being said, I I, I hmm. contend with them that hmm. that Caddyshack is not Chevy Chase's funniest film. Ooh, I would have to argue strongly for Three Amigos, if not Christmas Vacation. Three Amigos is an excellent answer. I personally thought Christmas Vacation was Chevy Chase's funniest film. And then take it one step further and bring the Dan Aykroyd aspect into it. Spies Like Us was amazing. Yeah, he was also in uh, in Evolution, which I thought was Dan. Great. That was my other thing. They said they said Dan Aykroyd has never done a funny movie. I was screaming in my car, "What about Evolution? What about Evolution?" You know, it honestly wouldn't surprise me if Luke's never seen Evolution. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a you know, in color movie. So it may be too new for these guys. <laughs> wow. But evolution was fantastic. Hey, it's not Adam. Okay. <laughs> but look at the pictures. They're coming to life. Right now. Don't get me wrong. I love Caddyshack. Caddyshack's a funny movie. Caddyshack's a great movie. I like it, but I don't think it's any one of the three major actors, best movies. Okay. Bill Murray was funny in that movie. My favorite Bill Murray movie, Scrooged. I can get I can get behind that. Bill Murray was phenomenal in Scrooge. True. Granted, and 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 trust me, I understand that that like for Chevy Chase and Bill Murray, 
their movie careers don't exist without Caddyshack. Absolutely, I understand. That. I, I think what it might be is when do you have do you have Caddyshack's information up in front of you? When let me pull it, it up. Real quick. Let me let me uh, let me go ahead and pause the thing for a second. I'll pull that up while we can each grab a new beer or something. Yeah. Uh, let me let me pull that up. Hold on one second. All right, so I've got it uh, pulled up on IMDb, and apparently Caddyshack came out in 1980. So I, I don't really think it's going to be a uh, a whole this is my childhood type thing. You know? Okay. Well, it might have been. There were looser standards on what was allowed on TV back then. That's true. <laughs> I but, mean, anyway, as uh, here here's the thing, guys, and Luke, I know you're probably not going to listen to this until after you're done with your show. So, Nick. I, I don't want to take anything away from the movie. I think it's great. Um, you're just wrong. Yeah. And, I mean, wh- one other thing I really have to argue with, I think, Nick about Nick. And, again, opinion is opinion, right? And you can't really argue opinion. Nick said that his favorite, uh, on your episode, he said that his favorite Robin Williams movie was Good Morning Vietnam. Okay, that could be Nick's favorite. It might not be. It might not be the best work. Robin Williams, right? I mean, that was. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I just, it's, I if don't it's your, if it's, your like, if it's your favorite movie, right? I just, I, I, Nick, and the reason I bring it up is that Nick. I, I would really like to, if you get a chance, and when your episodes, or maybe when we get together on a crossover episode, I'd like to go over that because I would like to understand. Like, I want to know more why you're picking that as your favorite Robin Williams films. I can think, I can think of a bunch of other Robin Williams films to me that are, I don't know, not more important or whatever, but are better performances. But I just, I would pick as more of a a favorite movie. And I, li- I really like Good Morning Vietnam. I uh-huh. just, I just, I really like, I'd like to hear. His opinion on that. So if, if you hear this, you mean his, you his, well, we it. already know his opinion on it. You want to know his reasoning? Yeah, I'm that's guessing? what I mean. Yes, okay. absolutely. So what else happened this week? We had net neutrality. That's fun. Jeremy and I chatted about that a little bit. Um, let's see here. Steve? Yes? Do you ever detective hat? Oh, uh, my badge is in my coat. Can you hand it to me? Yeah, hold on. All right, here you go. All right, excellent. All right, so we have a young man, age of 20. He was arrested Tuesday and faces five counts of simple battery. Five counts of simple battery. He was in Florida. Oh, there's a surprise. And all five accounts of simple battery were from women. Okay. What happened? Uh, somebody didn't have an abortion when they should have and created this guy? <laughs> <laughs> That's the root cause. But uh, what were the uh, five simple acts of battery, do you think? What was he doing? Well, if it was if it was straight up abuse, I'm sure it would be a little bit more serious. Has nothing, okay, so it's a good thought process, right? Okay. It's nothing to do with any of his family members. These are random women. Was he like serial groping or something? Oh my god, yes he was. Wow. <laughs> Florida. So, Kenneth Anthony Lopez, 20 years old, was arrested Tuesday and faces five counts of simple battery. This is from the sunsentinel.com. 
The Boward Sheriff's Office began receiving reports in December from women who said that an unidentified assailant inappropriately grabbed or slapped them while they were running or walking in the Rock Creek subdivision. Classy. Yeah. So you read the story and it goes on and on. The incidents happened in December, January, February, March. So he's grabbing one or two people a week that are reporting this, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, one or two people a month that are reporting this. They uh, located Lopez... Admitted to touching the women, and uh, he's jailed on $5,000 bond record show. Authorities urge anyone who thinks he or she may have been a victim of Lopez to call the detective at the number on the article. So, hey, uh, if you think you got your butt grabbed by this guy, give us a call. (laughs) Wow. So, um, that'd be an interesting trial to to watch. And he admitted to it. I mean, it's like, come on, man. Could you imagine like being out running, having you know, having a jog, and all of a sudden you're ass grabbed by this guy coming out of, like nowhere? Yeah, that's what Mace is for. <laughs> God, God, I, I don't understand some people. Florida is the worst. Like it really. Oh my God. Like who wakes up in the morning and be like, I'm gonna hide behind this tree and grab somebody as they walk <laughs> by? Like how does that? How does that? make a good day for you. Hey, I hear you, man. It's like, today, I woke up with a clown's hand in my <laughs> pants. That's, that's what I did today. <laughs> uh, oh, my lock looks I, I miss you. I can't even, like, wow. Did, like, did one of the, like, how did, does it say how he got arrested? Did, like, one of the people that he grabbed just, like, turn around and beat the fuck no, out of turned him? turned himself in. Oh. Well, they were reporting it, and they asked him about it, and then he turned himself in. Okay, well, so he's only 98% a scumbag. <laughs> yeah, only, yeah, 98%. Keep it classy, Florida. Oh, gotta love him. Rockboat, sixth man, if you listen to this, move back to New Orleans so that we can depart from Louisiana instead. Because <laughs> every, every week we do this podcast, and every week there's more from Florida that makes me dread going there. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. So another fun thing happened this week. A trailer was released. Yes. What trailer was released, Steve? For Avengers Age of Ultron. And what did you take from that trailer? Uh, that I'm going to have a, a ticket, you know, <laughs> May 1st to go see it. We might have an opportunity right now. I I kind of like what Nick and Jonah did. And Luke should let's. What do, what do you think? We're talking right now. What do you think we live comment or live podcast right now? The trailer. It's a two minute trailer. Give our commentary on the trailer as it plays. What do you think? Well, I'm just gonna go awesome, awesome, awesome awesome the whole time so i don't know if people are gonna actually want well listen people you're gonna bear with us for about two minutes or so and we're gonna we're gonna do this because i I want to see our opinions on this so i'm gonna gonna move over here next to steve we're gonna turn this turn this thing up welcome to my side of the room his his couch is very warm and inviting why is there a naked man on your laptop I, i don't know green screen here it comes here we go hydra base and lag gotta love it buffering 
Lame. So they open up on a Hydra base. Oh, really? Pause. Way to plan ahead, Samson. Oh, my God. This is this not good. Great radio, guys. Yep. Sorry. Totally going to edit this. What if I do it smaller? Is it better? Hold on. Did it find, okay. It caught up. Here we go. Here we go. All right. I'm going to start from the beginning. So start from the beginning. Green screen. Here we go. All right. The following preview is approved for all appropriate audiences <laughs> by the Motion Picture Association of America. Nice valley. Hydra base, is that what yeah. you said? Yeah, absolutely. Got Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch. We got That's Ultron amazing. in his final form. City. Um, now we're in the city with the Quinjet. This looks... Oh, Ultron's uh, Ultron coming, to coming to life. Yeah, there he is downloading his new no body. No strings on me. Nope. A lot of explosions, people running in terror. Buildings exploding. Marvel Studios logo, Avengers Tower. So in, in, in this one, instead of having Hank Pym do it, they're having uh, Tony Stark. Yeah, Tony and, Stark uh, uh, creates Ultron. Right. And now you're starting, like, in that, that right there, you're seeing the uh, dichotomy between, uh, between Stark and yeah, Captain you're America. Gonna see, uh, you're going to see Cap and yep. Tony start to go at it. Oh, man. Black Widow's getting in the mix. I have a big question out of this entire thing I want to go over with you at the end. Okay, that's fine. Hooray for Sam Jackson. A little cap and Ultron action. It's perfect. Yep. Hawkeye running through the woods. Hopefully he doesn't die. I can't wait to see. see this, is, this is my question right here. Hulk versus uh, Iron yeah. Man. Yep. I have a theory on this. Okay, we can go over that at the end. Okay. I'm going to love it when Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch switch to the Avengers. Side. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing them. Because the, they're just... The way, the way that Scarlet Witch is just completely, utterly powerful. Yeah. It's terrifying. And Vision. Yeah. And well, Vision. Yeah, Paul Bettany's playing the Vision. Yes, he is. For if Very you guys nice. don't know who Paul Bettany is, he is a guy that played uh, Jeffrey Chaucer in A Knight's Tale. Okay, so he's also the voice of Jarvis throughout the yes, Iron Man series, correct? Yeah. Yes. So my question to you about the whole Hulkbuster thing is this: Do you believe that that's Tony Stark and the Hulkbuster? Absolutely. I disagree. I can tell you that you're wrong. Okay, this is kind of one of my points I was worried about. Like, so what do you know that I don't know? Um, I know that there are essentially two Hulks, the one that Bruce Banner uh -huh. can control and the one that he cannot. Okay. So when he flips out and hulks out and goes crazy, you know, he can't control himself there. But as we saw at the end of the first Avengers film, right. he can consciously take control. He can recognize friend and foe and target himself. Right. He knows that he loses control. He knows there's one metahuman on the planet who can stop him, and that's Tony. Okay. But Tony can't do it on his own. So he probably helped him design that armor himself. Okay, which is even a better point. So so I hear what you're saying. My thought process is and what I really what I really want to see this movie is I want to know whether or not it's Ultron that's taking over the Hulkbuster armor. 
and that's one of the that's one of the towards the end scenes to see if that's Ultron's programming taking over the Hulkbuster from Tony. Not saying that Tony's even in it, but like like whether or not like oh god I can't like because if you look at the Avengers one you go oh pardon me you go oh god Hulk can just destroy everything right it's so what do you do with your Ultron you, you equalize him using the yeah. thing that he designed here's here's my take on it um, in the first Avengers Age of Ultron trailer you see Tony as Iron Man entering the suit oh do you okay yeah. I, I may have it's that it's part. it's quick and you know it's he's kind of in shadow so it looks kind of like the the Ultron drones but I'm I'm 98% certain that it's Tony suiting up um, when Ultron is in the process of upgrading his body, he's vulnerable. So his plan is probably to pit the Avengers against each other. Okay. If he can force uh, uh, Bruce Banner to Hulk out, he knows the rest of the team is going to have to deal with, deal him with him while he is off upgrading himself and building his army. Okay. So that's, oh, God, I just, I just can't wait for the movie. I want to see it so bad. Are you going to try and hit uh, hit the double feature or any of the marathons that have been posted? No, I'm just going to probably go see because I, I have them all, so I'll just watch here and then go. You know, like, I don't – I think I think when it's finally time to see the Infinity War, like, when, when the Infinity War movie comes out, I think I'll finally go see a marathon. That's going to take, like, a fucking week. I know. No, but I'm not saying I'm not saying all the tertiary. I'm not. No, I'm not saying all the secondary movies. I'm saying just oh. go see Avengers, Avengers two. I see. I see. So, probably it'll probably be Avengers, Avengers two, Civil War, and then, and then Hang Infinity on, War. I, I do want your take on on Civil War. Do you think it's a, a good idea or a bad idea to have Captain America three essentially be Avengers two and a half? Yes, I think it is. I, I think, think it's, it's a good idea. Good idea. Okay. Yeah. I think, um, you think it takes any of the tension away from Age of Ultron to know that Tony and Cap make it through? No, I don't. I uh, Because, in my opinion, Civil War happens only with a relatively... I mean, with a mentally broken but relatively unharmed Tony and Steve Rogers. But through that process, you see the requirement or the need for some sort of identification system, something like that. You know, like like I can see the, the, the birth of the Civil War out of that movie. And I'm really, really, I mean, again, whether you want to call me like somebody's just buying into Marvel's opinion of everything or not, Mar- I have full faith in Marvel Studios to do it correctly, to do it right. They haven't, they haven't shown me yet they can't do it right. Do you think they're going to follow the registration storyline? Not exactly. No way. It's impossible. Um, one of the things I was reading today was talking about how um, the guy that's playing Black Panther was basically taking the Spider-Man role in the whole Civil War storyline. Now they got Spider-Man back. They're kind of dialing the character around a little bit. And I'm okay with that. But I also heard another rumor that Spider-Man and Doctor Strange were going to be in the same movie together. That they aren't going to do Doc Strange by himself. That it's going to be Spidey and Doc Strange. And I'm okay with that because I think Doc Strange isn't a strong enough character to live on his own. I don't think you can have a Doc Strange movie. But then again, I, I also thought I also thought you couldn't have a Guardians of the Galaxy. Movie. Exactly my point. When I heard that they were doing Galaxy Guardians and uh, specifically that they were going to have Rocket in there, I was uh, like, yeah. are we "Really, we're gonna like we're gonna do we're gonna do a movie with Rocket Raccoon. We're we're doing this right." And then I saw it and I go, "Wow, I want." 
uh, Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. two more than all more than any other movie besides Avengers two. Yeah, like I they. Mean, but that even leaves more to my point of I trust Marvel Studios to do the right thing to do it correctly. They're they're stellar, you know. And I think they're going to pull off. I like the fact that they're pulling Civil War into like one movie. It seems like or one movie that kind of spills over a little bit into a couple, but not. See, I'm, I think that I think that takes away from from Captain America and uh, and Chris Evans having his own trilogy, like. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. basically has his own trilogy with Iron Man, and then he's part of the Avengers franchise. Um, I think it's kind of a discredit to Chris Evans and the character that he's built around Steve Rogers to have this um, his third and and possibly final uh, solo quote unquote solo movie uh, be part be such a huge part of the the combined universe. Yeah, I can I can see what you're saying on that. I mean. Again, my only rebuttal to that, because I, I think that's a completely legitimate concern. But then but again, like, you know, Ragnarok is also looming on the horizon, and if you know anything about Viking mythology, Ragnarok is the end of time. So that could be a, a pretty intense movie, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's we talk about it a lot. Guess what, guys? It's part of our show. It's It's, it's going to be here a lot, but... I'm super excited about the next few months because we like comic books. And if you it's don't like, sweet. if you don't like comic books, that's okay too. But we like <laughs> to talk about. Stuff. Don't judge us, please. <laughs> so we're a little bit into this, and uh, what do you got for me next, man? I'm still psyched about the Avengers trailer. I also like the fact that uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch work together on Godzilla. That's hilarious to me. That is funny. I, I get a kick out of the fact that Quicksilver is kick-ass. Yes. Aaron Tyler Johnson. I mean, part like, of the Marvel dude, Universe. That's awesome. And I like. I really liked Quicksilver out of the uh, Days of Future Past. Yeah, you played him. I, I thought think, he did a really good job. I think he should have had a much bigger role. Like, if you could move fast enough to like deflect all those bullets and stuff like that, like why not bring him with you the rest of the time? It seems pretty useful. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or Kitty Pride. Oh yeah, I can make you like shift through time. Oh no, we're gonna leave you behind. <laughs> what? What's wrong with you? Yeah. It it had some it had some whole. I still think it's the best of the X Men series. I agree. So, Steve, trivia fact, can you tell me from one through five the ranking of the highest grossing to least grossing Spider-Man movies? So you want me to list from from number one to number five? Yes, please. I believe they go in. Hold on. And those of you in the audience that are into the comic books and stuff, Take a minute to think about this. Like, what was the highest grossing to least grossing of this of this movie series? Are we right. talking straight box office receipts or grossing as in merchandising? And no, box office. Receipts. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm gonna rank them straight chronologically. Spider Man, Spider Man Two, Spider Man Three, Amazing Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man Two. That is absolutely correct. That is the highest grossing to least grossing Spider Man movies ever. Yeah, I. I was. I'm really surprised that um, that two. 
I thought two would, was better than one. Amazing so I, Spider-Man two or no, Spider-Man no, no. 2? The the, first, the Doc, oh, Doc, Doc with Alfred yeah. Molina um, in it. I I thought that would have outdone uh, one, but I guess not. And uh, I thought Amazing Spider-Man would have outdone Spider-Man three, but yeah, not. I was really excited about the Amazing Spider-Man when I saw the first trailer. Yeah, me too, man. When they were, especially the voiceover, where like they were going to do the the mind twist on it, like, do you think what happened to you was an accident? And then none of that was in the film. So yeah, I, <laughs> it's like the fuck. Yeah, I didn't really like. I, I they had a lot of potential. I'm glad Marvel's got it back, but it's like. You can well, just see like they don't they don't they don't have it back. They're just bringing him into the MCU. Sony's still making the movie. Uh, right, but but no, Sony has the final Yeah. R- no, read the read that article again about the four things. Right. Sony has the final say on everything, but they're letting Marvel Studios make the movie. No, Sony is making the movie. The only thing that they can do is make it part of the MCU canon. But they have to make it fit inside of Marvel's... Right, but Sony's going to have final creative control. Right, which is fine. No, it's not. Yes, it is, because Sony... Sony sucks. Sony is a smart enough company to go, wow, we have done nothing but gotten... Stop and think about what you just said. Listen to what I'm going to say. They murdered three movies. The only reason they let Spider-Man get out of their grasp to even that point is that they've gone, oh, wow, we've gotten nothing but diminishing returns on this property since we first launched it. Hey, let's look at Marvel Studios. Oh, my God, they've gotten nothing but exponential returns on their investment since they launched it. Money, 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 money. So I think they're going to listen to Marvel. They may not be exactly the same, obviously, but they're going to listen to Marvel. See, I'm I'm worried about that because Marvel's killing characters off because Fox is screwing them up. Who's to say Sony's not going to screw up to try and hurt Marvel? Who are they killing off? They killed the Fantastic Four. Who did? Marvel. Oh, yeah. Who cares? Comic- and Deadpool. People come back in comic books all the time. And Deadpool. Who cares? And the X-Men. That's okay. Don't need the X-Men. Because <laughs> we have the miracles now. Right, the exactly. Inhumans. Yes, thank you, Agents of Shield. <laughs> I haven't watched a new episode yet of the. Uh, I'm, second also, season. I'm also a hundred percent behind my own idea of uh, Miles Morales coming to Agents of Shield. Do you think he's going to? I think it would be the smartest way to pull that, that off. That would be a great way to introduce Spider-Man. God, if, if Donald Glover ever shows up on that, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. I think Donald Glover would be the. I, I said last time. I think Donald Glover would be the perfect person to I play think Miles it would be Morales. Great. Yeah, be good. Connor, come here. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Come here. Come here. So this this is my son, Connor. I want to ask Connor a question. Connor, who is your favorite Avenger? My, I would say Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider's not an Avenger. Who's your favorite Avenger, buddy? I say Hulk. Hulk? Why do you like Hulk the most? He can pick up rocks, pick up cars, and he can throw them, and he's very, very strong. That's true. Do you think uh, he does a pretty good job of um, like maintaining his anger to where he can control it, or do you think that he loses his mind? I think he's a little in between both of crazy and the other. That's cool. Are you going to be with me when we go see Avengers 2 in May? What? 
said you and me are going to go see Avengers 2 in May, aren't we? Sure. <laughs> That's right, buddy. <laughs> What are you going to say? Here, he's got one more thing he's got to say in the microphone. Fart power. What? I said fart power. Hooray. Did you say fart power? Yes. All right, my son thinks that fart power away is a thing. <laughs> so I wonder where he got that. Not for me. Not ever. <laughs> not possible. Are you sure he's even yours? No way at all. Yeah, I mean... Can an apple fall into a tree? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's about as close as he and I are is the same person. Uh, If you guys have never met Jared's son, it's like a carbon cop. It's kind of like Dr. Evil and (laughs) Mini-Me. I'll call him (laughs) Mini-Me. It's quite uncanny. It's pretty awesome. So, Steve, I think this is kind of wrapping up towards the end of the show. Okay. Do you uh, you have any remarks for the good of the show? Um. I also want Jurassic Park 4 to come out soon. And, I don't know, looking forward to some longer days, looking forward to the sun being up when I leave work. I agree, man. Just looking forward to some B-dubs. Hell yeah. So I, uh, on today's... Looking forward to my haircut. That, yes. Like, my, my hair is so long right now. I'm getting, I'm actually getting a surprising amount of compliments on it. I can't stand it because it's like <laughs> it's like all like messing with my ears and stuff and it's like all weird on the back of my neck and give steve money and make him cut his hair but, for cancer uh, research yeah Do it's it. like i can i don't mind the length on the top once i you know <laughs> put four pounds of gel in it and hold mm-hmm. it in place but uh you know it's uh it's it's coming out of the, it's coming out of the tunnel so uh that's good man the the longer days the warmer days are coming means some wakeboarding at the lake means some photo ops means wedding season hooray so got to get uh, take my suits to the cleaners and hopefully they hopefully they fit so that's nice man i'm looking forward to getting this white shit off the ground oh, getting a little God, bit of warmer yes, action in baseball. the air Baseball going. Soon. I'm looking forward to the uh, combine being done. Getting my uh, getting my uh, draft going. That's coming back to Chicago or coming to Chicago for the first time. Be fun. And uh, I am obviously very much looking forward to Age of Ultron. Yes, it's gonna be amazing. It is gonna be man. Can is there is there any chance that this movie is gonna be bad? No, none, zero. Zero. No chance. It's already been... It's like releasing next week in Europe. What? Yeah, they get the movies like two weeks earlier than us. Why? Because they're Europe. It's like a month early. That's it's coming f- out like May 10th or some That's shit. That's not fair at all. It should be released to me first. <laughs> Steve, you want to take us out? Oh, haters are going to hate and ainers are going to ain't. We appreciate your time. For Jared Sampson, I'm Steve Barta, and this was Something Gate.